And whatever you do, don't let it fall into the wrong hands. So you've been working your way up uh, the tower that stands in the center of Orphia. And you have overcome a number of unexpected challenges, traps, monsters, rugs in the process. And you're investigating to try to figure out, you know, what is this mysterious sovereign of Orphia that everyone's leaving gifts for and has his own religious order, presumably? What's what's all this then? And you were entered a room with four chests of different colors and an hourglass in the center pedestal. And the hourglass had like a ceramic black dragon curled around it. And it immediately turned over when you came in the room. And you proceed. Oh, and on the bottom of the hourglass was engraved the word patience. And you proceeded to wait and panic while waiting. And eventually all the chests just opened and you claimed a number of treasures, which I hope have been distributed to whoever wants them. Um, Because, you know, you're probably going to need all the help you can get because... Uh, sorry, it's been a while. I'm re- I can't even remember your character's name, Hugo. Joseph. Joseph. Because Joseph proceeded to just smash the hourglass and an enormous black dragon, wait for the icon reveal, uh, emerged out of it. Um, so we're in combat now. So I'm going to just see if I can get this combat tracker out. Um, awesome. Everybody can now select their icon and roll initiative. What, what was the loot? I can't remember. There's some gloves. Yeah, I got um, that rod of holding, oh, and there yeah. was something which was uh, it was it was much more like an auxiliary item, but it was quite useful. Um, I can't remember. It was a lantern of revealing was one of them. Yeah, that's the one. It's a light, wasn't it? And it was an a, immovable yeah. rod that you already had one of, and the gauntlet of ogre power. And did you open? Did you check the fourth one? Yeah, I think it was the butt plug of cunning. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yes. We didn't check the fourth one. I was um I was uh too late in thinking to augury that particular choice. Oh uh, yeah, that was great. Uh but it wasn't that wasn't the chest that you wanted to augury. Wasn't it gonna augury whether you should knock over the hourglass or something? Well, it, it was it, essentially we saw that note that said like we that basically strongly advised us to basically get out and not open the following yeah, chest. Yeah. Oh, we, we were yeah. going to be like, what will happen if we follow that? If we open that chest, basically. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah, it was. We also got the. Oh, sorry. Uh, each time you opened, oh, sorry, each time you investigated the contents of a chest, it said, "Here is a gift. Consider this a reward for all your exploration thus far, and leave the tower immediately." And you just get more notes, more and more, sort of like uh, <laughs> uh, nudging you in that direction in each chest. Sorry, go on, Ash. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't know if anyone uh, laid claim to the the rod. That's the only thing. I, I, no I, one did. Okay, so that if we just saw that, I who, who wants an inanimate carbon rod? It does what? Uh, it holds weight. Yeah. Okay. Wherever you need it. You can put it in uh, midair, and basically, it's like a monkey bar rung that you can just have wherever it is. Oh, oh really? shit, Josa, you could like like jump on it and shit and fly off your Yeah, I'll take that. Okay, you now have an immovable rod, in addition to Abe, who also has an immovable rod. Um, while we're doing this, uh, we need a couple more uh, initiative rolls. Oh, yeah, sorry. We have to press our character first, right? Yeah, so just have the icon selected and it'll do it, f- it'll like send it into the turn order for you, which is nice. We've got Monty. Oh, you guys have new icons too. I'm enjoying it. 
Zenorai's in the stairwell. Wisely <laughs> <laughs> cowering in the corner. Yeah, you're stepping backwards yeah, yeah. with every chest. I had advantage by a long five. You had advantage on initiative? That's cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of your items, I think, gives you advantage on initiative rolls. Did it do it That's automatically, it. or did you have to manually select it? No, it automatically uh, put an A on it. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So you, in that case, need to keep your initial roll, so I'll change yours. Um, cool. All right, that's everyone. Let me just sort you by turn order. All right. As this enormous black dragon comes emerging out of the hourglass, you notice that it's quite cramped in this room. It takes up, like, it, it's got, it takes up a fair amount of space. And... As this happens, Dave looks a bit taken aback, and Abe is the first to react, I will say. Actually, no. Uh, out of Abe and Joza, who has the higher dexterity? Probably Joza. Uh, my dex. Yeah, me. Got shitloads. That is definitely going to be him. Um, okay, two cool. seconds, guys. Sorry. One sec, though. I'm cool. The suspense is very yeah. well possibly killing you. <laughs> 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 How big is this thing? Um, it tall? is large, so it is probably 10, 11 feet tall and about four or five feet wide at its thickest trunk point. <laughs> okay. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna, um, because I think like, I mean, I, I can do a bit of uh, melee combat. Oh, also but, just, uh, just beforehand, I wanna give you a better looks cause you're asking uh, appearance questions. That's what it looks like. Uh, yeah. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, it's really evil. I'm just just to try out there, guys. Um, I have a spell called Fly, so I can make one of you fly around and either hit it from the air or shoot arrows at it from the air or whatever you want. Yeah, the, <laughs> the ceilings here are about uh, not very high, probably 15, 20 feet tall. All right, so it could probably snatch me if I was just flying around, <laughs> <laughs> unable to dodge. Just fly me slowly. <laughs> More of a target. <laughs> um. Okay, uh, is gonna say, uh, uh, well, that didn't go as planned. Uh, fuck you! And, um, draw both of his swords and plunge them straight upwards and try and stab this fucking dragon. Go for it. I can, I, I'm excited to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, me too. You gotta try everything <laughs> once, right? Yeah. Okay, with a 16, your short okay. sword's first thrust glances off of the scales of this dragon with a sort of grinding sound that reminds you of ceramic tiles. Uh, okay. Um. Sparks fly. It looks incredibly dramatic, just not incredibly damaging. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah Joseph so then. Um, what have I got? Have I got some movements? Um, okay, I want to... I've got what's my like my nimble thing. Um, I can like move through the space of big odd big characters, right? Oh yeah. Any, that's one size larger than you or more. You can move through their space without taking a a, a disadvantage or something like that. All right. I want to try and basically like duck and run through its legs Ooh. and hopefully not get swiped. Well, and sort of then get around the back of it for another attack. Uh, so could you highlight the tile you're hoping to reach? I don't know, like here. Oh, right, okay. Uh, yeah, like here. Yeah, that's fine because you'd still be within its melee range. Technically, it wouldn't get an attack of opportunity. All right. 
Let's do that then. You do it. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, so I've plunged my sword up. It's ricocheted off. Gonna take a look at it and be like, right, that's not working. Got to get on top of it. <laughs> Joseph's always out for a good mount, uh, and he kind of does his little hobbit darting, weaving between the legs. Nice. Maybe doing a few like ching chings off the side just for kind of effect. And you rejoin um, with Dave, who looks uh, very pleased yeah. to see you and lets out a low growling noise. Yeah, give her a little wink and go, watch this shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and try and uh, like run up its tail and maybe to get a little bit of a vantage point to go for the old sword attack again. Okay, so you're, you're wanting to be on top of it and attack from being on top of it. Yes. Okay, and you're hoping to... All right, so you could do an athletics or acrobatics check to try to make this movement because it's, you know, this thing is kind of shifting around in an aggressive manner. Um, all right, I'll, I mean, I was born for acrobatics, wasn't I? So let's do that. Oh, yeah. my goodness, with a 24, you wink at Dave, say, watch this, while still <laughs> looking at Dave, backflip onto the back of this yeah. dragon's... Like the base of its tail and take up residence on its lower back before presumably attacking. Yep. Uh, short swords again. It's not my best attack, but we're in close quarters, are we? So let's do it. Um, attack. Oh, with a natural 20! With this vantage point, you get a closer look at the ceramic tiles and can really take time with your strike. And you manage to penetrate its outer shell exoskeleton. No, it's not an insect. I just wanted to say that. And you do an incredible amount of damage in the process. Uh, so that's 15 piercing damage. Nice. Um, yeah. Cool. So you hear the dragon sort of rear, you see the dragon rear back and sort of let out a kind of sound. It seems to be unhappy with that turn of events. Is there anything else you would like to do? Um, grab on. Okay, uh, we will see I how... Get some better advantage, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, okay, I will say, give me an athletics or strength check to see how well you can hold on. Because that's kind of separate from backflipping onto it, really. Yeah, all right. Okay, with a 14, if you could just remember that number, because if the dragon chooses to try to shake you, we're going to play against that number. All right. Cool. That's the number time. Next up is Abe. You've seen some incredible acrobatics happen here from Joza. I am going to follow suit and also try to jump uh, on <laughs> You're also going to jump onto its head? Yes. From just where you are, not even going up the tail ramp. I can, I can try and move around. I mean, it's just up to you. Maybe I'll try and move around. Let me go. <laughs> Okay, so you're going to move around and, okay, give me either athletics or acrobatics to try to join Jozer on the back of this enormous black dragon. Okay, with a, with a nine, your incredibly muscular and armored form tries to, like, leap the, the, foot, the foot and a half onto the tail and just the weight of all that stuff brings you down and you sort of almost trip over its tail. Excellent. Uh, then I'm going to attack with my great axe, I think. Excellent. Uh, let, let's put you just over here because that's where the tail would be. Oh yes. yeah, with a 22, you managed to slice through these presumably Ooh. ceramic scales and deal an incredible 11 slashing damage. Excellent, and I'm going to attack it again with the same great axe mm -hmm. and hopefully it won't let us down. 
Oh, with a 15, you got a little excited and slashed at a point that was more well-armored this time. And similarly, dramatic sparks fly in all directions. Excellent. Cool. Is there anything else you want to do with your turn? And that's me. I'm just going to stay. Monty, incredibly powerful and magically restored Monty. How would you like to deal with this situation? Humble and brave. Um, So I am going to (laughs) check this, see how dexterous this dragon is. Uh, I'm going to Sacred Flame. Oh, okay. This this has been an interesting ride with Sacred Flame. And by interesting, I mean entirely ineffectual. (laughs) That's a good spell as well. Okay, it's a DC 14 dexterity saving throw. Okay, so with a 21, it manages to save as its sort of lithe yet muscular form starts to shake itself around, dodging this incredible blinding blast of radiant energy. Is there anything else you would like to do? Uh, Don't fix that. Okay, cool. Uh, Got the information you need, though, plus five <laughs> Ah, next up is Zenerai. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to try and um, learn a bit about this dragon. Can I Sorry, do, uh, hold on. Just just before we deal with that, have you been in the stairwell the entire time? Yeah, I'm, I'm peeking around the corner. Oh, okay. I'll say from the corner, yeah, you, you've probably got enough of a vantage point to see an enormous dragon. What, what would you like to find out? Um, so I'd like to find out what kind of elemental breath it has. Okay, I will say dragons. Give me an arcana check, please. Or history. It would kind of fall under either, really. Or at least I'm deciding it. Does. Oh, yeah. With a 21, yeah. you are confident that both the stories that you have heard in your childhood to scare young children and also your arcane uh, studies, but you're a... You're a sorcerer class, right? Warlock. Warlock, sorry. Um, so not so much studies as, as general knowledge would lead you to believe that this is acid. Oh, shit. shit. Okay. Um, okay. Um, okay. Um, I can also speak draconic. Uh, okay. That's good to know. Um, what would you like to do with that? Uh, I'm, I'm thinking. Um, you and Abe could have a quick chat. <laughs> so uh, in, in draconic I, I point at Abe and go nice jumping dragon face thank you I try <laughs> um, now I'm going to blast it in the face with Eldritch Blast nice well we'll see Perhaps, oh here we go with a 15 your blast of Eldritch energy hits its chest and re- proceeds to ricochet off hitting the central dais and taking a huge chip out of the stonework you see the dragon sort of laugh a little bit ho, ho, ho. <laughs> and my second blast the 21 uh, what where's the 21 no it's 13 13 and 15 Oh, sorry, 13 15. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, with the 15 also, the this hits the same spot and destroys more of the central dais, and you see the dragon look at you and say, oh, you speak my language, but your power is far enfeebled compared to my own. So I say, well, at least I'm not the one with a hobbit on my back. <laughs> <laughs> and he laughs for some reason. Uh, <laughs> is, is there something else you would like to do? Um, uh, no, I'm, I'm going to chill out in the stairwell. <laughs> okay, cool. Next up is the Black Dragon's turn. And you hear in common this time, the dragon says, 
Who are you, you foul insects that have stolen my treasures? You can choose to respond if you want. This is in common. Uh, I think Joseph from up top on the dragons can just be like... (laughs) (laughs) Well, we we shall see who you are from the shape of your entrails soon. And he is going to... Okay. Goodness me. All right. Everybody... uh... Goodness me. (laughs) Everybody roll a d20. Oh, good. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Uh, And I I can roll one for Dave if you want. Uh, I'll just do another one if you want. Okay. Oh, mate, what are these fucking rolls? This is insane. Yeah, sick. (laughs) Okay, cool. So what's going to happen is the dragon turns towards the stairwell and says, (sighs) The hobbit can stay there for the moment. I'm enjoying talking to you. Well, at least I was enjoying talking to you. And you see an enormous gout of acid just emit out of its mouth and just envelop the stairwell. So you, uh, need, you need to make a dexterity saving throw and please make it good. <laughs> okay. With a 13, that's not quite going to cut it. So we're going to see what's going to happen here. Oh, so close. Uh, 49 acid damage. Well, we'll see. 11d8. You take 52 acid damage as parts of your skin and bones start to just melt away. I'm I'm fucking KO. Okay, you are are unconscious. All right, so who would see that? Joseph, from your vantage point, you would feel the heat and the, the noxious odors coming out of this acid as it basically envelops your your friend Zenerai and you see him fall to the ground. Um, and you shit. hear... What's up? <laughs> yeah, shit indeed. Uh, you hear the dragon say, ah, oh well, maybe some of the rest of you can talk. No? All right then. And it is Joseph's turn. As I, as I collapse, I say... <laughs> <laughs> also, you hear all of you hear Galact Balachus say, "No, master!" <laughs> okay, cool. Oh, I feel uh, for you, Joseph. Then, uh, right, that's not good. Um, so, I mean, we've got to kill this thing, haven't we? So, it's the uh, the old sword seems to be working pretty well from this point. Oh wait, no, I know what I want to do. Oh no, is there a, is there a, a minimum range on uh, the short bow? There is, right? Eighty to yeah. If you're within melee range, then you'd be at disadvantage to use it. Okay. <laughs> Legolas on top of the cave troll, sort of. Oh, I was about to say Legolas on top of the uh, yeah. cave troll. <laughs> well, it's the Oliphant, isn't it? As well, he does. Um, so, oh yeah. I mean, I just. Uh, well, wait a second. Um, no, I didn't have to dodge anything, did I? It's probably resistant to poison in that case. Um, I will just then, I quite want to run up, uh, run up his back and dex- dexterously uh, stand on top of his head fins or something mm-hmm. and plunge my swords into his eyes. Uh, nice. Okay. Uh, if you're going to try to hit the eyes specifically, 
then it's called a a cold shot and you would get to do perhaps a more special effect if you were successful but it means they add five to their ac because you're going for like a tiny like 20 cent piece shaped circle uh, you, okay are you going for a normal attack to just do damage or are you specifically trying to cut his eye out uh I feel like he'll just start blurting acid everywhere if we cut his eyes out. <laughs> the blood, <laughs> it's killing me. Uh, yeah. Also, sorry, just to interrupt, could Zenerai please roll for the imp? I can't. I think I've given you control, so I can't like roll for it anymore. Uh, or, well, yeah, if you just roll uh, yeah, something, I can. I, I did the roll. It should have gone to you privately, but it's scored a seven. Okay, cool. I'll just put him in, and then you can tell me what it does on its turn. Uh, cool. So that is Chose's turn. Uh, well, yeah. So I, I, um, I don't want to attack the eyes then, because I think I'll fuck that up even with my good attack. So uh, I'm gonna move up a bit further up its back, because I was sort of on its butt, I think earlier. Um, uh, you're so, at the base yeah. of the tail, I would say. Oh, right, okay. Um, so that's kind of the butt area, but I mean, dragon anatomy is kind of a different uh, concept. How? I mean, I, I crit that fucker, so did I do some serious damage to its tail? Uh, yeah, you can see some blood leaking out between the scales. You did good damage, but um, he crit it. Um, I'm quite keen to um, chop its tail off. Uh, okay, you, you get the sense, even with just looking from this angle, it's quite thick. It'd be like chopping a tree down. You'd have to do it a few times. Okay. Oh, well, fuck it. Oh, um... Uh, I've got a good footing here, I think. So, well, he hasn't tried to shape me off, has he? Uh, not, would not I need so to do a, like an athletics check to um, run up to his butt a bit? Um, you mean just climb higher? Yeah. Um, I'll say no. You, you can just move higher. If you needed, if you were trying to do something more complicated, then we would get a check. But you're essentially just moving around on a place you've already established that you can be. Yeah. All right. So um, I'll run a little bit further up his back and just go for the old sword attack again. Okay, like between the shoulder um, blades kind of area? Uh, yeah, I'm sort of aiming for maybe like kidneys or something, uh, okay. obviously. Um, not that specifically, just, just for a bit of flavor. Cool, kidneys, um, let's, let's do it. picture in your head. Um, so I'm going to take a look at the um, ass-melting remains of Xenoi, and a, a single <laughs> tear is going to roll down my cheek. Luckily, uh, as you look at the, the body of Xenoi, you notice a lot of chemical burns, but fortunately, because he was in the stairwell on a slanted area, the acid has actually flowed down the stairwell rather than pooling around his body and turning him to mush. Okay. Totally nice. <laughs> stairwell like strategy. A, like a chlorine wash. Yes. Okay, so uh, here's the first attack. Oh, yeah. With a 26, your vantage point has afforded you an excellent shot into the kidney area. <coughs> you hear the dragon say, Ah, my kidney. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you've got two. And then I'm going to try and stab the other one. <laughs> oh, yeah. With a 20, you succeed. Ah, I need one of those. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, my, my plan is to leave the swords in for now and use them as grips. Okay, cool. Um, I'll say, because you're it was 14 and you're using those. Okay, that's going to be interesting. All right. Um, all right, is that the end of your turn? Yeah. Uh, that is Abe's turn. You've seen from your vantage point, probably you're concerned for Xenorai's well-being. Yeah, but if I go, won't I get an attack of opportunity? Uh, yes, I'm just, I'm just telling you, I'm updating you with what happened since your last turn. I've got, I've got, I've got. Got you got fast. Okay. Okay. So since uh, 
we've established that the healer will heal um, Zenoraya, I am going to attack again. Nice. Sorry, uh, just just before it was kind of nice the little the little exchange that that you guys had. So it'd be nice if in game Abe looks at Monty and goes, gestures worryingly to to Zenoraya, and then Monty's like, "I got this," and then you you go back to slashing the track. <laughs> uh, okay, so Monty, you got Zenoraya, right? That was a series okay. of hand so signals. Nice. Yes, and you got Zenoraya is dead, and that's on you. Cool. Uh, you've been studying Joseph's magical hand language that no one else knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Joseph knows this stuff. You see Dave visibly right. shrug. Um, okay, sweet. Abe would like to attack. Go for it. Yeah, I'm going to attack. And I'm going to attack twice. Yeah, that is something that you can do. Okay. Uh, with maybe the beginnings of tears in your eyes at the thought of your fallen comrade, you start slashing wildly and emotionally, yelling maybe, and they just glance off of its hide as you hear it chuckle deeply. <laughs> and then you hear a little sort of sound that makes it seem like maybe he's not in as good condition as he thought he was. He doesn't seem to be in as good condition as he thinks he is. <laughs> ass hat. <laughs> what is this ass hat? I have been in that hourglass for many a year. <laughs> well, say if you were to be anywhere in life, you would mostly be adorned. Silence! <laughs> 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 okay um, does not want to know right? <laughs> you get yeah you get you get the sense that actually make an insight check monty okay uh, within eight you you think maybe his injuries and maybe he's just an erratic like sort of dragon cool yeah, is, sure. is, does abe want to do anything else um I am going to try and move around him, but like to a blind spot. Because I know that I am around his tail. So okay. if, if that means that it's kind of a blind spot, I'll stay there. Yeah, I mean, if he had visibility of any of his body, it would be the tail would be the most difficult for him to access, I suppose, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're happy where you are? Yes, I'll, be, I'll, I'll stay there then. Monty, you can please feel free to continue your asshat explanation. I was just reacting how this character yeah. would. Uh, yeah, so so I, I didn't get a chance to finish before, but essentially, um, if you were to be anywhere in life, you'd probably sit atop the buttocks and ani of individuals because you spend most of your time near asses because <laughs> you're an ass. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I run to Zenorite. This explanation <laughs> is unsatisfactory. <laughs> okay, you run to Zenorite. Uh, I'm gonna you find uh, a body of which some bone is visible. There's a lot of scarring, a lot of chemical burns. You know that sort of like lumpy up and down sort of burn? Yes. <laughs> well, I'm going to um, cast Spare the Dying on him. Okay. Uh, that means he doesn't have to make saving throws, right? Yeah, basically means he becomes stable. Nice. Stabilized as hell. Um, cool. That happens. Uh, Zero. <laughs> I think so. Basically, when you're when you're dead, you have to roll like oh, basically three. Um, if you if you have a, a health potion, if anyone if, if if you have a health potion, you could give it to Zenrai, and that would yep. bring him back. Yep, I do. Yeah. Um, Spare the dying is is more like if you if you don't have enough movement to get to them, or if they're about to be in a bad situation. But if you have a health potion, it's arguably better. 
Uh, if you've got a potion, is it as in, will that do the job of Spare the Dying automatically? No, it does better than Spare the Dying. I was saying Spare the Dying right. is more like uh, a last resort if you can't get to them physically to give them a health potion. And you're like, well, I can do this from distance, so that's great. Whereas a health potion actually gives them HP back. Oh, shit, that's interesting, because this is actually a creature you touch is Spare the Dying as well. So, like, that oh. feels kind of useless. <laughs> or, maybe, or maybe it's when you don't have any more health potions, like you've run out. It, it has a use case that you just don't need at the moment. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, in which case I'd rather just... Uh, actually, can I, if, if healing takes him off death's door, can I channel divinity? Yeah, what, what, you, you mean, uh, what's it called, lay on hands? Uh, no, it says uh, preserve life. So okay. as an action, I can channel divinity to present my holy symbol to restore up to 25 HP to any, uh, up to a creature's HP, uh, half a creature's HP max. Wow, so that's I, awesome. I, I can, yeah, uh, and that's just as an action. Yeah, um, that's, that's awesome. So I will do that up to whatever half your HP is. 19. 19 is half your HP. You come back instantly, noticing some of your skin damage is repairing and scarring over rather than being an open <coughs> wound that smells like chlorine. And you sit up and see Monty's concerned face above you. Do you say anything? Oh, my skin. <laughs> that fucking dragon. Don't worry, you're alive. Take it out on him. <laughs> Monty's uh, become very calm under pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's very calm. Yeah. Okay, so is that the end of Monty the Courageous' turn? Yes, it is. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> so courageous. Freshly, I don't know, for some reason, the word Monty makes me feel like there should be a word after it. Um, Zenerai, the freshly undead, uh, how, how, as in not dead, what would you like to do? I'm going to cast Fireball on this asshole. Ooh. Uh, oh, hang on, no, I'm not. It's got to <laughs> Luckily, we're not playing chess, and, like, the move that you move with your hand is your move. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you've learned from your shop experience. Yeah, we all, we all learned from that. That's good. Sorry, we lost you there for a second, Zanari. What was the latest quip? I begin preparing a fireball, then suddenly panic and put it out. I, I have learned my lesson. I will not do this again. Nice, uh, nice. Yeah, you see like a montage of you casting the fireball. I will remember you. Like, yeah. the, the most um, strongest image of the montage is me being sat outside the tavern playing cards with Dave and Gahakalachas. <laughs> that was nice. But then, and, but then we see a side of it we never saw before, which is you suddenly stand up and turn and look through the window at us all having a drink and put your hand <laughs> in the glass. <laughs> and then as soon as we walk outside, you go back down again. Filled, filled by the sadness that the sense of exclusion comes without memory, I channel it into rage and uh, hit him with a couple of these bad boys. Okay, your your first attack definitely connects, and your bolt of eldritch force energy hits it right in the cheek, much like a right hook would in the game of boxing, and it substantially <laughs> knocks him off of his rocker or position, let's say, and he's starting to look bloodied. You can see a couple of bruises and little bits of like bleeding wounds okay. through the scales. Um, not it's quite on on like news. death's door yet, but he definitely seems. N not invincible and he says what <laughs> you you were dead you were melted what are you doing i'm back baby and here comes the fucking eldritch blast number two 
unfortunately, the second blast just sort of glances off of his front face horn and he says, Oh, yes, I remember you. Your memory is extremely poor. You genuinely forgot him. That's quite <laughs> <concerning>. <laughs> I'm actually concerned for your dragon cognition. <laughs> My dragon what? Silence! <laughs> um, is that the end of Zenorai's turn? Yeah. Okay, cool. So firstly, we're going to roll to see whether he gets his acid breath back. Roll 1d6. I really hope so, because that was it. <laughs> you lucky, lucky fuckers. Um, okay. So he is going to... Hmm, what is he going to do? Uh, he is going to try to shake off uh, uh, Joza. So he's going to make an athletics check against your 14 because that was sort of your like steadying yourself check. Um, so let's... I did then grip onto the swords to feel okay, a little bit more balanced, say... but I didn't roll for that, say... so maybe that's just flavor. Okay, if you're going to grip onto the swords, that was kind of cool. How about you give me another roll, and it just, uh, an athletics roll, and it just means you can take the higher. I'm creating a custom scenario here. Okay. Okay, yeah. so you're better off with your first one. So basically, the swords gave you the opportunity to maybe like find a better position, but then you realize, now nah, my previous position was better, and you sort of take your swords and go, all right, this was a better spot. Um, so he's going to try to ath- athletics, uh, but he just has strength, so we'll see how that goes. Oh, with a 23, you get shooken off good and fly in, I'll say... Roll 1d4 to determine the direction. That's going to be... Okay, towards the stairwell by 10 feet. Give, give me an acrobatics check to see whether your lithe form can land correctly. Alright. Oh, yeah. With a graceful additional backflip, you land in the three-point pose that Iron Man would if we were watching a movie. Yeah, pulls off like a double-tongue pike all the way as he's going through the air. Nice, he says... You flippy bastard, you will be the next to die. <laughs> and he is going to carelessly move up to engage uh, Joza. And that means, actually, no, yeah, Abe's technically still, because this thing is so huge, Abe's still within uh, melee range, so the, an attack doesn't take place. But he is going to, he's used one of his movements to do this, so he's going to make, okay, he's going to try and claw you, Joza. Here comes the first claw. With a 10, he manages to miss entirely, and he sort of yeah. looks in askance at his own claw and said, how small are you? This is ridiculous. <laughs> and he's going to try to claw you again, and with a 14, he just keeps swiping over your head, assuming you're bigger. What is this <laughs> small creature? Where do you people come from? Guys, I think this dragon is in serious cognitive decline. <laughs> <laughs> I told you he has deficits in his spatial cognition. <laughs> Yeah. I will get my treasures back from you and leave you as paste on my floor. No, it's actually that you won't. <laughs> he takes 17 psychic damage of burn. Um, okay, cool. Next up is the imp. What does the imp want to do? Um, uh, so the imp is um, so overjoyed by the fact that I've, um, I've returned to life and uh, that he... he He's fine. He just chills there. Um, okay. And um, I, 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 through the imp's um, mouth, taunt the dragon further, um, saying, 
Um, yeah, that's fine. We'll leave it there. <laughs> no, no taunting. You just see the imp gives the dragon the finger, and the dragon doesn't notice at this point. <laughs> uh, next up is Joza. What would Joza like to do? Oh, Joza, sorry. Yeah, um, you just got thrown. You didn't actually have a turn. Yeah. Um, so I like uh, I like the idea that Joza, as he kind of landed very gracefully, was then kind of expecting him. He saw him kind of lumbering over. So he was kind of standing there doing like quick feet, like like getting ready to do some nimble leaps either way. Mm-hmm. And then watch the swipes just go miles overhead. Didn't have to move at all. Yeah. Uh, kind of unimpressed. Uh, and also a little bit like pitiful or pitying of the dragon now. Um, but still, uh, I think, okay, what I want to do is uh, I've realized that attacking from the front is not very good because of the like armor plating under belly. But the back seems to have worked. So... I want to try and distract him uh, so that Dave can uh, leap onto his back and fucking tear his balls off or something. Okay, so what what do you do to distract him? Um, I'm going to kind of... Well, he clearly is pissed off with the flipping, so I'm going to just try and do some, like, like a double, a double a standing double backflip. Nice. Give me an acrobatics check. Uh, with advantage, because, I mean, it's just a very basic thing you're trying to do. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you yeah. can roll yeah, again to it. see if you get a natural 20 if you want. Okay. No. Yeah. With a 22, you manage to do a standing backflip and do one of those gymnast poses like, ta-da! And yeah. you see the dragon go, you sickening bastard, you're making me dizzy. And the, <laughs> you see, you're basically giving Dave the help action. So that means Dave gets advantage on her attack. What, do you, what kind of attack does she do? Uh, so I'm never going to knock this thing down. So I'll just do the normal, uh, run. Let me get Dave up, uh, extras, uh, a bite. So I want Dave to kind of, yeah, run over and, uh, bite her, the the dragon's tail. Go for it. Uh, Uh, yeah. If you've got the ability to roll it, then go for it. Okay. With a nine, you see Dave leaps and crunches her jaws down, but you hear that sound of, of terracotta grinding and scratching, and it doesn't manage uh, to penetrate. Hang on, doesn't she, did you say advantage? Oh, yeah, sorry, again. I totally forgot. Roll again. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Unfortunately, the description <laughs> the description still stands as you see the diminutive, diminutive form of Dave next to this enormous dragon, and suddenly it puts things in perspective. Um, I've got another attack, though. So um, am I far away enough to shoot it with a burn arrow or it's still too close no these i think these tiles are basically five foot by five foot those squares okay um you could take a step <laughs> back but you'd obviously be you know attracting yeah. a potential attack of opportunity um so i think dave just is going to look up with the tail kind of between its mouth and just go for another bite go for it Oh man, what the fuck! <laughs> uh, I'll say you still have advantage because I mean the the dis- it's, this happens within six seconds, so yeah, go for it. That is the worst rolling I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Dave just keeps crunching down like she has a bone, but much like chewing on a bone, not much is happening. All right, I tried. Cool. Next up <clears throat> is Abe. I have a question out of character. Mm-hmm. Um, those gauntlets of power that I got from the thing, yeah. they are 19 strength, but how do I use that 19 strength? Or is it just automatically? So it, 
it adds to um, a bunch of mathematics in your character sheet. So if you go to your character sheet and you go to equipment, uh, did you add it to your equipment already? Yeah. Okay. Now, if you go to it, uh, you should see like attunement uh, in your equipment. There should be three slots that say like attunement yeah. slots. Mm -hmm. And if you click on one of those empty slots, it should give you the option to potentially put them there. Yes. Okay. Are you able to attune? Oh, yeah. Equipment? No, okay. Okay. Now then, if you look at your character sheet, has the stats changed? Like for strength, yes. it's gone up? Okay. So then that should also affect your chance to hit. If you remember your to hit bonus, it might have gone up for the axe. Yes, it has. Cool. So you notice uh, Abe realizes, well, actually, Joseph's the only one and maybe Monty. You realize that Abe's been holding on to these gauntlets of ogre power and suddenly goes, oh, I'll just slip these bad boys on and just completely hulks out as soon as they're on her hand, uh, his hands. They just, you notice all of the armor just goes and stretches to accommodate the new muscle mass. Sick. Okay, and now I'm just going to attack. Go for or it. is that an action? Uh, no, putting on gloves is not an action, that's fine. Right. Then I'm just going to attack. Oh yeah, with a 22, your newly jacked form just slices into this thing's tail, doing an incredible <laughs> 15 slashing damage. Ooh, and I'm going to attack again. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry guys, I'm not that good on the second one. Oh, with a 12, you uh, sort of misjudge how heavy the axe is, because now you're so much stronger, and you almost like let go of it as you lift it up too fast, and go, oh, gotta hold on to that. Um, and you just realize, ah, oh, this is going well. Getting getting into the groove. Is there anything else you want to do? Uh, no, I, I assume it's still uh, nearing its tail, right? Uh, as in you're still in tail position? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. It's facing towards the stairwell, looking menacingly at Joza, who continues to flip in his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to move a little bit then and try and see if we can divide your attention. Nice. Do you have? Um, oh, actually, no. You're right. You'd get a you'd get a flanking bonus because Joseph's on the other side. Is that what you were going to say? Me? Yeah. So I you get to roll two more times because you're technically rolling with advantage. Hey. Okay. Sorry, it's, I didn't notice because of how big this thing is. Okay. Um, so that's for the first one. So that would have hit anyway. Now roll again. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, it worked out the same, but. When you when characters are on opposite sides like this, like you could draw a line through them, that means you're flanking the creature, so you get advantage basically. Okay, so I'll stay there and give uh, Joseph advantage then. Perfect. Um, did did Hugo slash Joseph have a question in the middle of that? Uh, I was just wondering, uh, Abe, have you didn't you get a taunt ability in your? Not yet. Uh, That's Okay. When we um, level up next, that's the one that I'm going for, but not yet. Cool. Uh, next up is Monty, the stairwell dweller. Yes. Uh, I've learned a lot since the last time, so I'm going to cast Sacred Flame again. <laughs> it is the most I have to contribute. <laughs> okay, as a beam of radiant energy comes from the ceiling seemingly Ooh. out of nowhere, the dragon does not avoid it. <laughs> You see as it scorches its neck and chest area with this holy beam and roars, what is this? Who is sending me these beams of painful light? 
the ass you're about to be the hat of. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, the long explanation creature. Hopefully you will be <laughs> soon. <laughs> nice. Uh, is that the end of Monty's first, I think, successful use of Sacred Flame? I believe it is, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that means the next turn is Zenray. Um, so being in the stairwell, suddenly I start hyperventilating and panicking, getting PTSD <laughs> from the time when I actually died in here. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to use my turn, if I can, to move down here. Uh, yes, I believe that is very possible. Uh, well, actually, because this is quite a zoomed-in map, let me let me break it down. Actually, I'll say yes. Basically, you'd have to go here because you you have to stay yeah. out of the tiles that are immediately adjacent to the dragon to not attract an attack of opportunity. So you'd go here, then you'd go here, then jump on top of the chest, and then jump down on the other side. <laughs> cool. Parkour. Parkour. I do. Cool. Um, now I'd like to blast him in the face again a couple of times. Nice. Okay. You, hear the, you hear the dragon say, why are you skulking around the edge of the room? Are you scared? Yes. <laughs> okay, the first Eldritch Blast <laughs> is still shaking a little bit as you remember your recent death. But then the second Eldritch Blast, you hold your arm with your other hand to stabilize it and make a, a direct hit between this thing's eyes. Ah, who's scared now? Ah, yes. <laughs> We shall see. Uh, is that the end of your turn? Uh, yeah, that's good. Okay. We are going to see whether it's acid breath recharges. Oh, it doesn't. You guys are very lucky. Um, okay. So what's going to happen here is it is going to try to bite Joza because I feel like it's given it the most attitude. Um, so that's going to be... Uh, Bite attack. With an 11, its bite misses as it continues to snap around the form that it expects you to have. And next up, it's going to try to claw Abe in frustration as it just turns away from you, not even with a witty remark or anything. And the claw attack is a natural one. So as it turns to try to claw Abe, it like misses its footing and has to put its wing down to balance itself out and says, this is ridiculous. What arcane sorcery is this? And like lowering its standards for aggression, it's just gonna try and attack Dave. With a 17, it hits Dave for, um, goodness me, that's far. For seven slashing damage. Okay, fuck. It's not good though. Uh, uh, Dave uh, remains alive. What was Sorry? that? She's next to me, so if she doesn't die, I can lay my hands on her. Nice. You see, just takes a slash from this enormous dragon like a boss and has this, Wait. like, these, like, Bruce Lee and Enter the Dragon, just these bleeding slash marks down the side of the panther. Yeah. Joe's uh, lets out a quite girly cry, though. <laughs> wanna... but it's, it's quite against his uh, usual gruffness. Gotcha. <laughs> nice, that was good. Um, the dragon uh, is going to use its movement to fly 15 feet into the air as it seems to be failing to do anything helpful. But that means that Joza, Abe, and Dave get attacks of opportunity. Awesome. Oh. It's going to keep them going with the great axe, guys. 
Ooh. Ooh. the natural one, Abe, again, is way stronger than he remembers being and basically just throws the axe at the dragon as it comes flying out of his hands. It bounces off the dragon and comes back into Abe's hands and he catches it and goes, all right, lighter than I expected, lighter than I expected. Um, next up is Joseph with a 26, doing incredibly Ooh. successful seven piercing damage between the plates as you hear yeah. it sort of roar as it flies up into the sky. And I, I hack at that same spot in the tail that um, me and Dave have been working on. In an well, attempt to you can, off. you can, but you got to say it before you uh, go uh, for it. But in this, in this case, you would probably have hit because you rolled high enough that even if five was added to his AC, it still would have hit. Cool. So just remember uh, yeah, that for, for future. Yeah, um, sure. Next up is Dave's attack. Uh, so we'll do a bite attack, I think. Oh uh, yes, Dave's with with a nine, Dave, recently <laughs> recently injured, is is finding difficulty finding purchase between the plates, and that is the end of the dragon's turn, hovering about fifteen feet in the air in this cramped room. Next up is the imp. Um, <clears throat> so my my understanding of the imp is that um, it can attack, um, but that uses my action. Uh, is that uh, what the class says? Like, have you read yeah. the word? Okay, mm -hmm. cool. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to have him start doing backflips um, <laughs> while flipping off the dragon. Okay, make okay. a... Because we've established that this dragon is easily made frustrated and dizzy by flips. So make a performance check for the imp, if you have the imp stats. So uh, performance comes from charisma. So just charisma. a charisma check, yeah. Ah, uh, with a 10, I mean... You see some pretty impressive flips, but the imp having wings is not really used to the need for flipping. So it just kind of flies in a looped loop and uh, the dragon seems less put off by that. Um, is that the end of the imp's turn? Yeah. Joza, can't remember Joza's last name. Greenfoot. Greenfoot, there you go, your turn. Yeah. Um, now can I shoot my bow and arrow? Of course you can. Okay, sick. Um, Joseph kind of says, ah, now I've got you. And she's a sword and draws a short bow. Nice. Um, and says, oh, yeah, wait a second. I want to do, I don't know why I should have done so long ago. Um, the uh, Hunter's Mark. Oh, yeah, um, totally. Whoops. Um, let's cast that then. i still got a spell slot. Yeah. Okay, so... Uh... That just, uh, uh, don't you just yeah, don't roll know. an extra d6 if you hit or something? Yeah, ignore that. I, I was just casting it so that it took a spell slot in um, thingy. Oh, cool. That's good for you yeah, to keep track. Does it actually uh, do the spell slot for you, even though you're sending it to roll 20? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. All right, go for it. Um, okay, so in that case, so the reason I didn't cast it earlier is because I was using my swords, and he doesn't really see it as a kind of melee skill. It's quite, <laughs> it's quite um, old-fashioned like that. <laughs> Okay, so uh, short bow, yeah. I imagine Joza would like feel compelled to to wear a hat outdoors and take it off when he goes indoors. Uh, yeah. Okay, with the twenty four, you definitely connect, finding really accurate spots in between the plates, and you hear the dragons complain and grunt. Uh, uh, yeah, this thing is starting to. It's not on death's door, so but you can see many open wounds. I'm gonna do an extra d six because the hunter's mark as well. Go for it. Four. Four. Nice. Um, uh, Joseph kind of growls a little bit, thinking of Dave and the wounds that she's suffered, and uh, fires again. Oh yeah, sick! Wow, the twenty-four. 
You definitely um, hit, and it looks, uh, yeah. Out of three. Uh, do you add Hunter's Mark twice? Is that how it works? Yeah. Uh, so it says, I should have been when I linked it. Because uh, some things like sneak attack, you only apply once, so I'm just checking. Until the spell ends, you do an extra 1d6 damage to the target whenever you hit it with a weapon attack. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So that means the d3. This thing is starting to like barely be hovering in the air. It looks like it's on death's door. Is that the end of your turn? Uh, yes. You hear it like sputter out. You flippy <coughs> bastard. <laughs> um, next up is Abe's turn. Okay, so Joseph, question. Would you rather I lay my hands on uh, Dave and give her a bit of HP or attack twice? Could you, uh, can you even attack? Have you got range spells? Yeah, I have, not range spell, I have a throwing axe. Okay. Um, yeah, I put, uh, maybe best to heal Dave if you don't mind, just in case. I mean, to be fair, it, normally any one hit on Dave, I think, should have killed her. We got pretty fucking lucky there. Okay, so... Um, but yeah, might as well I'm just hit him. Approach Dave and go, don't growl at me and don't bite me. I'm going to pet you now. Um, and I am going to give her five. Nice. Cool, let me just add that. Yeah, you can see the wounds start to stitch up into more like light grazes and Dave... Uh, Moves its head, moves her hand, her head under your hand affectionately, I presume. Cool. Um, is that the end of your turn or is there more things? Uh, no, I think I, I only have one action, don't I? So, uh, yes, action. but if you had a bone, I think lay on hands is probably an action based on the wording we checked previously. Okay, check the wording. It'll say as an action, you touch a creature yeah, and restore it. Yeah. So, if you have a bonus action, which for you typically is things like smite, so you have to hit. So, yeah, you probably don't have bonus actions no. that you could use at the moment. All right, cool. Yeah. Uh, Abe <clears throat> manages to really restore some health to. Oh, to, wait, to I do have two weapon fighting actions in combat, but that I am still yeah. part of the So, two weapon fighting, uh, that might compliment you having two attacks anyway but yeah. you you tend to use two-handed weapons anyway so that doesn't tend to affect you if you were holding like two daggers for example then it would work out mm -hmm. differently um cool that's the end of age turn you. that is monty's turn okay uh well folks um everyone's looking kind of good so i guess i'm uh, gonna sacred flame this guy because uh <laughs> i've got a reputation to uphold you've got really good what, what reputation is that not hitting with it. Mm, okay, let's make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, with a natural oh. 20, unfortunately. Oh, no, no, wait, let's give you another chance. Technically, that wasn't the saving throw. I just clicked the regular dexterity. This character sheet has a specific saving throw section. So let's use that. Oh, with an eight. Yes, with 14 radiant damage. How do you want to do this? Okay. So the um, the sacred flame light is going to sh come down from the ceiling, come through, shatter through its neck, and the dragon's head is going to fly off of the stump across the room. And as I wait with my ass, gently <laughs> out, the dragon's head going to fall on top of my ass. <laughs> yeah, baby, that's an ass hat. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Uh, just, I'll, I'll give some flavor. Basically, just as that happens and the dragon loses its grip on life, you hear it splutter, 
flippy bastards. Again, <laughs> as its head then comes off and gently comes to a rest, sort of dragging its weight along the ground just before it would have probably like knocked you off your feet, but just kissing the outside of your ass. <laughs> I would, um, can I request that this episode of the podcast is titled, Yeah, Baby, That's an Ass Hat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a strong contender. <laughs> nice, uh, congratulations, everyone. Oh, woo! Can Josa run over instantly and uh, say, uh, Sorry about this, and start trying to hack off one of the horns as a, a memento? Yeah, I'll say <laughs> you can either do like an attack roll. It's probably an attack roll. So just give me an attack roll. I'll say it with advantage because it's literally not moving. Oh, yeah. With a 17 and 10 piercing damage, you, you spend like a minute or so just slashing and wrenching it off. And you have you have like a part of dragon face horn. Brad. Um, yeah, I tie it onto my belt. Uh, like nice. the other, like the flaming tassels of the uh, the rugs. <laughs> oh yeah, you've got yeah. weird mementos going on. <laughs> uh, uh, at the end of that as well, Joseph just goes, uh, "Yeah, sorry about that. By the way, that was uh, probably all my bad, but you know, killed a dragon, so pretty cool." <laughs> Swings and roundabouts. <laughs> oh, should we have a rest, folks? Yes. <laughs> is there anything else we can harvest from its corpse any other nickname? you can make a nature check Ooh. can I do that as well <laughs> with a natural one you think uh, mm, smells a bit bad probably don't want to get too close mm. uh, step away non-nature man I'll check this yeah and even uh, Joza seems to look oh, at wow. it a little, a little confused <laughs> and Monty goes up to it, slips in some acid, and falls on the ground. <laughs> the only reason I think that happens to Monty and not Zenerai with a natural one is that I feel like Monty's more of a slip and fall on his ass kind of guy. Yeah. Now, yeah. Because <laughs> he's got a much higher center of gravity. Like, Furbolgs are big. Like, bigger even than the Dragonborn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. So uh, you guys are yeah. in the middle of this room. Uh, you see the chests around you. You see this huge dragon corpse. Mm. Well, Apes, bro. What was that? Abe rolled a 15 for a nature check. Oh, Abe did. Okay. With a 15, you look inside of the dragon's jaws and you see these like two, what you presume to be like acid sacks. Very similar to how a snake stores venom in these like little sacks uh, at the back of its throat. And you think that if you were able to remove them carefully enough, they might be intact, but you'd only have about 24 hours to get it to someone that could buy it before they would rupture. Okay, um, let's take them. Acid sack, acid sack. Okay, Make a, if you guys, I'll say you guys are helping because you're all gathered around. Abe's the only one that's been able to identify everything, but the rest of you are hanging around sort of like people, like suburban dads when there's a car being worked on. Oh, that's a sweet crescent wrench. Nice work. Um, <laughs> so the rest of you are helping and I'll say Abe has advantage on a dexterity or sleight of hand, it's kind of up to you, to see how well you can remove these acid sacks. Three, two, 
my dexterity is love plus one. Uh, and the other one was a sleight of hand. Uh, well, yeah, it's up to you. Whichever you think is higher. If you have a good sleight of hand bonus, then do that. If you just have a good regular dexterity bonus, then do that. Because the rest of them are basically holding the jaws open for you so you can climb mostly inside and do this bit of surgery. Okay. <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, we've got a sleight of hand, which not great. It just needs one more. Oh, Ooh. okay. Unfortunately, as as you're as you've ide- you had the nature knowledge to sort of go. All right, I know what's going on here. Dragon anatomy is kind of familiar to me, being a dragonborn. You uh, go inside and use your axe to try to like separate these sacks, but they're again not an ideally precision tool, and the acid just goes all over the dragon's mouth, and it just pools there, smelling terrible. I tried. I'm sorry. <laughs> The rest of you, the the rest of you, lower the dragon's top jaw, jaw like the bonnet of a car. (laughs) Give it a pat. Okay, rest. Uh, Let's have a sleep, guys. Sounds good to me. Oh yeah, I um I ping a few good berries over to Dave, um, so she can munch down and get those last two hit points back. Okay, cool. (laughs) Um, do you set any watches while you sleep or are you guys just going to bed down in the middle of the corpse room is it safe to sleep there I think I have something I'm just trying to find it but I think I have something that even if I'm sleeping uh, I would send someone coming oh yeah it's the it's the mace of warning let me just read it for you Uh, it's pretty sweet sweet. yeah there it is pretty sweet so while I have it on me so I'll just grab it and hug it uh, I have advantage on initiative, blah, blah, blah. And uh, you and any of your companions within 30 feet of you can, can't be surprised except when incapacitated by something other than non-magical sleep. Uh, the weapon magically awakens you and your companions within range if any of you are sleeping naturally when combat begins. Uh, yeah, it's pretty sweet. Um, so does that really mean like that, that we... Yeah. yeah, so technically the mace can keep watch for you. Cool. Ooh. Hey, good mace. Uh, yes, you don't hear any uh, alerts from the mace, and you come to consciousness in the morning, having recovered your HP and spell slots and things of that nature. Yeah. It smells horrendous in this room, though. Like things have gone putrid well quickly. <laughs> yeah, the body's probably lying in quite a lot of its own acid, just dissolving. Yeah, it's really like. Adding, it's like the equivalent of incense. You know, you burn stuff, it releases more smells. <laughs> Just Dave uh, gagging in the corner. <laughs> the imp seems oddly unfazed by the, you know, odor. Um, okay, well, Joseph's going to get to get up and do like a stretch. Uh, just says, uh, right, swell. Let's see what's at the top of this fucking tower, then. Um, no, no, over here. Oh, yeah, thank you. The rest of your uh, party are still asleep, still asleep. and unresponsive. <laughs> so I'm back. I wake up, I uh, light my candles, and I uh, shuffle out some bird seed in front of me and pray. Okay, uh, give me a religion check. Thank you. Oh, wow. Okay, with the 23, you notice your bird seed 
again, uh, carried by an un imperceptible wind seems to move in a like they're moving around a circular object you don't see what it is but they move a couple of feet ahead of you hit a circular thing and then move around it like water flowing around a rock okay you get the Guys, sense the that circular this morning <laughs> <laughs> you get the sense you get the sense that there's nothing actually there, but that pattern is trying to communicate with you in some way. <laughs> okay. I think it's saying we should open the fourth chest. Yeah. I think we should definitely open the fourth chest. What, 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 what could happen? More a dragon. <laughs> okay. Let's go, do, let's go open the fourth chest. Okay, who opens the fourth chest? I'm happy to put myself on the line. Okay. Okay. You... Okay, sorry. Okay. Monty opens the fourth chest. It is... Uh, well, sorry they're uh, unlocked and you just open it and inside is a dark green bundle of fabric with a note on top of it. Do you read the note? Yes. Uh, you see the note says, oh, well, hopefully this dragon will be a worthy reward for your determined persistence. And that's the end of the note. <laughs> What an idiot. Yeah. Guys, yeah. I think there's another dragon around here. What an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's this fabric? What's uh, that all about? You pick it up and it appears to be a cloak of dark green, sort of semi uh, iridescent quality, but from a different angle, it has no iridescence and seems to like blend into the background. You uh, would know. Uh, give me an arcana check. Please. Oh, yeah. With a natural Ooh. 20, you are supremely confident that this is a cloak of elven kind. Um, again, you can find it in World 20 or on D&D Beyond. It's a very common item. And you can add it to your inventory. And I believe it, it gives you advantage on stealth checks. It's basically the one that uh, Sam and uh, Frodo get. Uh -huh. And they be become a rock when the orcs are walking past. I think it's me or Joza. Would that help with stealth? Like uh, yes, not, it would. Then maybe like, maybe Monty, given that he always gives us away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was such a lovely, like innocence, just straight laced. <laughs> you know how you always clank and fall over? Wear this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you reckon? Could you use it, Hugo? Or what do you reckon? I think uh, I'm pretty fucking sneaky anyway, but maybe you, yeah. I could sneak into position and then become invisible. That could be quite useful. But. It, yeah. to, to be I, I clear, it doesn't, mm. sorry, it doesn't make you invisible, I think. You can read the wording of the item. It just gives you advantage yeah. on stealth checks. What were you going to say, Monty? Yeah, okay, so maybe that makes it better for, uh, it's basically whether we protect like the the shitter end or make the better <laughs> end really good, I guess. If, it, if it's advantage, I, I feel like advantage is probably yeah. better for like, not fucking something up because it's a whole new yeah. role. Agreed. Like, yeah. Okay. Cool. I will take that in that case. Wondrous item. Yes. Fuck off upstairs. <laughs> Kill the okay. Hey guys, you... it's to circle like my grain. Everything's <laughs> circular. Everything's <laughs> Okay. So, uh, who is going first up the stairs? 
Uh, I'll go first in case we come across another dragon. Okay, and then who's in the middle? I'll go in the middle. Okay, and who's bringing up the rear? Sure thing. Okay. Uh, Monty can go there. I'll put Joseph between Zenrai and Monty, and the companion animals can go behind. Awesome. All right, so as you go up the stairs, you notice that there's more light in the staircase than before. And as you come to this top central chamber, you notice a very bizarre sight. On the left of you, you see this weird floating head creature. Can you see the image? <laughs> and it's... Oh, yeah. On the end of its many tentacles are eyes that seem to be looking through this giant brass telescope that appears to be on rails, that these brass rails run the entire circumference of this circular floor. And there's a cutout for there's a cutout of the wall so that the big teles the big telescope can slide, you know, freely around this floor. And on the other side uh, is what appears to be some sort of angelic humanoid creature with wings and white skin and shirtless for some reason. He looks like this. And he is on what can only be described as a chaise longue that is also attached to rails and is luxuriously upholstered in red fabric. And he addresses you saying, yes, what is it? Mm. <laughs> I, what do I tell him? He's talking to us. We've been in this tower for so long, I can't even remember what we're doing anymore. <laughs> Are we, um, Are you Orpheo? Isn't yeah. Yeah. Are you Orpheo? I'm just going to ask very politely because he seems like he can kill me. Orpheus, yes, I am. You've clearly gone to great pains, destroyed many of my carefully <laughs> laid traps to get here. What is it that you want? You Orfeo. <laughs> uh, we 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 want to see if we can help out with any of your uh, activities, you know, gathering things and the such. Oh, okay. Make a perception check with advantage as you notice him look up from something he's working on on the chaise longue. Uh sorry, not perception, persuasion. I must have misspoke. Oh, Big rolls. Ooh, okay. with, with a 13, he looks at you skeptically and you see concealed within the curve of his body reclined on this couch is a number of sheaths, sheaths of parchment and a weird like brown curved looking quill pencil. You're, you're not sure. It's very strange looking. And he looks up skeptically at you and says, what is it? you think you could help with? I mean, you barely survived. We hear you have uh, people going around and collecting things, you know, furniture and stuff and the like, and searching for things, and we thought we could be of help. Oh. We're, we're all about your cause. Uh, before I do Orpheus's, or someone who claims to be Orpheus's response, I should remind you, that you went to the door in the Venomous Cops and you went inside and you found a guy who yeah. said that, uh, uh, I think it was a deck of cards had been stolen from him. And oh, yeah. he'd been looking for it in this uh, invisible door tower. And he said that he believed 
Orpheus had, or one of Orpheus's minions scouring the countryside had stolen it. And I think he told you to go get it, right? Yeah. Okay. As, uh, <coughs> so that's what the scouring is for. There are search yeah. parties for. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can just remember the search parties. Uh, what was his uh, name again? I, I can't remember what he was. Nice. Okay, cool. Um, awesome. So that's, so that's what you guys were doing that eventually led you here many sessions ago. Okay. And he says cool. in response, yes, I mean, I, I have a number of individuals who find interesting things for me. Uh, are you trying to apply for that role? Is that what has brought you all this way? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, interesting. Uh, you see him uh, stand up and he walks over to uh, like here and he summons presumably a table in front of him. And then on, top of, on top of that table uh, appears a map that looks, uh, again, kind of similar to the one that you guys... Uh, have experience with i can anyway I'll, I'll deal with that later you can't really see much of the map at this point anyway so he looks at the map and he says well i've got a number of teams exploring some areas are oh, the proving grounds maybe yes i mean it's considerably southeast of here quite a couple of days journey but I don't have a lot of intel about that location. He seems to be talking to himself. You're not really sure if he's talking to you or not. And he says, yes, as it happens, I mean, usually I would just kill you, but you've arrived at a very fortuitous moment. I, I do need someone to go to the proving grounds for me. Are you interested at all in, in that? Well, what is it that you're looking for? Well, I mean... Items that seem to behave in an unusual manner, that have abilities that people don't understand, or that break the laws of the world around us. You know, interesting things. Hmm. What are you going to do with those? Uh, it's a good question, actually. I mean, I've been alive so long, I just, I look for things to entertain me, to, to make me curious. I'm, I'm a bit of a you know, an academic sometimes, a warrior sometimes, but that got a little bit boring. Uh, you know, I just, I'm a little bored and these trinkets seem to be the most interesting thing I've discovered in the last, oh, I don't know, 60 years. Yeah, well, you're bored. I'm tired after all that fighting. How about we just uh, sit down and play a game of cards, young angelic man? Okay, make a, make a persuasion check uh i mean yeah uh, give me a persuasion check with advantage it, it, it kind of it made sense what you were trying to say oh wow <laughs> goodness gracious Whoa. and he says uh oh I'm, I'm so sorry i i don't have the kind of cards that can be played with uh uh, yes, I mean, it's a, it's a good offer. Perhaps if you come back with something interesting. Uh, I didn't realize I'd be hiring today, but uh, there you go. And he goes over to his chaise longue and retrieves some sort of circular wooden, uh, how do I describe them? They're just little circles of wood that have been carved. And as he comes over to you, you see that they've been carved in the shape of an O. And they seem to be very elegantly sort of shaped. And he hands them to you and says... Okay, I mean, most places that recognize my authority should let you through with these, but, you know, bear in mind, 
there are places in Drab that are lawless, shall we say. Right. Guys, it's the seed ring I saw. Ooh. Ooh. I say this to Orpheus. <laughs> you saw a seed ring? Uh, I mean, again, I'm, I'm busy and yet also bored, so if you do explain, please let it be good. Well, uh, if you believed in Shantae and her boundless gifts, you would be up to your neck in seed, and then you would have no time to be bored, young man. Oh, I see. So in your culture, seed is the source of all entertainment. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I'd call it interesting, but it's not boring. You can stay alive for the moment. Thank you. It's highly entertaining, but I you're allowed to have that. <laughs> I love that you're having essentially a conversation that sounds like with an Amish person about the advantages of seed yeah. as, a, as a toy. <laughs> uh, he hands you these things. Do you take them from him, these wooden circles? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay, you I'm, can uh, make, this isn't a real D&D item, it's something I've invented, so you'd have to put it in your notes as, uh, it's called Orpheus's Token. Alright. And uh, he says, uh, don't mind Jerry over there, any gestures at the floating head with tentacles. He's my watchman, I mean, unless, you know, you stop being entertaining, then you should probably worry, but yeah, for the moment I think it's time for you to go find me some stuff. Uh, I'm going to say, Jojo says, uh, uh, one quick question. Uh, what do you know about the inventor who used to live in this tower? Sorry, out of character. Are you referring to the tower that you're in right now? Yeah. Or was that the other tower, wasn't it, you lived in? Yeah, he, he <laughs> said, the, the guy that you met said that he lived in the tower that you guys were exploring in the Venomous Cops. And he's an, invent okay. he's an inventor, and he in he claims to have invented the cards or something, and he wants you to get them back for him. The tower that you're currently in, you don't really know much about, other than it's very old, and this guy is in it. Um, okay. I, I, I can I say, I mean, no, okay, I won't say that, because I might just give away who we, what we're doing. Uh, I'll just say, uh, never mind. Uh, also, <laughs> make a perception check. Uh, anyone that remembers or was trying to get access to the cards or whatever that you're friend asmo asked you to get anyone that uh -huh. any character that would have been paying attention can make a perception check or if you feel your character doesn't give two shits then don't roll a perception check <laughs> okay so we've got 11 24 9 goodness gracious okay so i will say hmm Josa, you notice that Around the chase long across the way from you, uh, you didn't notice before because his legs were sort of like draped over it in a very like uh, 1950s femme fatale manner. But as he's no longer there, you notice around the outside of the couch is a series of shelves built into the side of it. And there seems to be all manner of trinkets around the outside of it. And one of the trinkets looks like a box that could be a box of cards, Excuse me, but it's hard to tell from this distance. You just notice that there's a veritable treasure trove of little bits and pieces over there. Mm, okay. Yeah, I mean, Joe's obviously not wanting to uh, give anything away. He just clocks that and says, uh, well, thank you for the tokens. We look forward to carrying out your duties. Ah, Great. yes. I'm going to speak to Jerry. 
mm-hmm. and saying, hey, Jerry, um, why is there only one um, eyepiece in the scope thing when you've got so many eyes? <laughs> uh, what languages do you say this in? Uh, I will try. Uh, okay. Uh, you see Jerry doesn't respond, but Orpheus says, Ah, yes, I'm sorry. Uh, Jerry only speaks deep speech or undercommon and unfortunately cannot talk. If, if this is absolutely your last question before going forth and doing my bidding, I can tell you that he uses different eyes because each eye sees a different spectrum of the universe around us. Whoa. May I just say, I also like the order of um, only speaks these languages and can't talk. <laughs> you see like a little twitch on Orpheus's face as he like <laughs> registers his his weird way of phrasing that but he gives no other sign of having acknowledged it I wonder whether Jerry can see that the earth is flat from up there <laughs> <laughs> you guys can just look out the the cut in the wall if you like and you can do another is the earth flat check which I think is intelligence <laughs> Flat drop, flat drop. <laughs> flat driver. <laughs> jo- I mean, Joseph's yeah, very convinced he knows his round. Um, cool. Um, he says, well, I, I take it that you'll be going then. And he starts, like, holding out his arms like a bouncer, trying to get people to leave a nightclub. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Clever so what, questions. What was that, Abe? Southeast, we're heading then. Oh yes, I I totally forgot. I should I should give you an idea, shouldn't I? Um, and he goes over to his little like side table that you saw him like summon out of thin air, and he says, "Let me see if I can point it out to you." So from what I remember, you guys had a pretty good view of the map, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And he points to this area over here. Can you see the proving grounds? Yeah. And he says. Okay, so that's where you need to go. It's a bit of a militaristic city, so, you know, be careful. But, uh, yeah, shouldn't be too much of a problem. I mean, you you all made it this far. I'd probably recommend going this way, through the Crouching Hills, across that bridge. Uh, The swamp is a little bit uh, hairy. Uh, I wouldn't go in there if you don't have to. Then through Rook's Crossing, you can take the tunnel... And he gestures to the, the river running like through the mountains, through a tunnel. And he says, eh, it's not too bad. I mean, if you can get a good barge driver, it should be okay. Um, yeah, that's probably the, the main way I would recommend. Climbing the mountains, you know, that'd get you back here a little longer than my patience would allow, I think. Does that okay. make sense to you all? Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Sorry, who who said that? I said that, well, Abe said, thank you for not killing us. Oh, you're very welcome. Okay, uh, so we're out. Okay. So, yeah, should we just uh, cash well, back down before, the top? Before, before we go, um, uh, hey, hey, Orpheus, um, how are we going to get back here without having to go through all the dragons and the carpets again? Well, uh, if my good friend Jerry over here 
has been paying close attention, which he has, he has nothing else to do, then I'm pretty confident you've already set off those traps. Yep. So you should have no problems going back down. Oh, so that was on Jerry. Okay. Jerry. Well, no, I mean, Jerry keeps an eye on you. I put the traps there myself, you, as you can see, and he gestures around the blank room. I enjoy my privacy quite a lot. <laughs> keeps an eye on you. Good one. <laughs> Thank you. And you, you get the sense that this guy, he just, he just seems kind of like almost too calm. Because <laughs> he's cool. like a jet angel. What's he got to worry about? Yeah, maybe you've just got a shitload of Valium. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Iron. Okay. Um, well, I mean, feel pretty well rested now, which is great. Um, should, we, should we just go? Does anyone want to go to town, get any stuff? Or well, we could try and sprint up the tower and see what's about this guy. He walks towards the south end of the tower and the chaise long sort of moves of its own accord over to meet him. And he picks up that curved uh, thing that looks like a pencil or a quill, but much more rudimentary looking. And he starts leaning over to write some notes, seemingly ignoring you. Okay. Do we try and steal the cards? Okay. Uh, is the, are they in the oh, yeah, chaise lounge? Is the what in the what? There are some shelves behind the chaise lounge. No, no. The, oh, if you look at the base, at the bottom, uh, like, you know, the 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 shelves are inlaid all around the bottom of the chaise lounge. Uh, I I have a daring plan for me. Um, perhaps it might be time to um, bring back the bear dancing. You got I feel like the multi-eyed watcher who can see through many planes of reality. Will spot us trying to steal something from this guy. Well, it could be a pretty good dance. Yeah, it would have saying, to be a pretty good dance. <laughs> well, all I'm saying is I feel the power of the the dance come over me, and my limbs start to <laughs> flail around in a very ursine manner, um, and I just start dancing in the middle of the room. Yeah, uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can make a, give me a performance check to see how good this dance is. Damn right. Okay, <laughs> with an 11, he hears like loud stomping noises behind him as you like oscillate out of rhythm. <laughs> and he, he, turned, he turns around and he said, okay, listen. I know I said I was bored and entertainment is one of the things I'm looking for, but this is not that. If you don't leave <laughs> immediately, Jerry will have something else to do with his day. Okay, I don't want to find Jerry. No. no. Okay, but I'll, we'll be back and I'll come back and I'll show you the real meaning of the dance, I say, and I like, kind of strut off hurt. Yeah. And, he's, and he says, oh, excellent. Cool. So do you guys leave? Wave bye to Jerry then leave. Okay, you wave bye to Jerry. Jerry seems unmoved. <laughs> I'm gonna cool. give him a. Uh, I'm gonna give him a blue wave. Uh, I need more information. Oh, so he only see. So if he sees the blue spectrum, oh. uh, he's gonna be waving on the blue spectrum, but none of the others. 
Okay, give me uh, an intelligence check to see if you know how to split layers of reality with your hand. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that requires. Okay, oh, with a four, you accidentally <coughs> slap yourself in the face mid-wave. You misjudge where your cheek was and basically just wave oh, into the yeah. side of your face. You're, you're not sure whether that achieved the blue spectrum of reality or not, but it feels unpleasant. I'm feeling blue now. That's what matters. <laughs> I really wish you rolled high and then some cool sci-fi shit could have happened, but with a with a four <laughs> with a four I just can't I just can't stretch it. Cool. So do you guys go back down to the ground floor or do you wanna examine the various floors of disarmed traps that you've just traversed? I think we should just get out. Yeah, yeah I think let's we get out of there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we paid closer attention to everything. Cool. In this room, is that like, <laughs> is that like so, the magic portal that we saw in the other tower? You're talking about the pattern on the ground? Yeah. Um, uh, I will say, make an arcana check, just as you're leaving, I assume. Yeah, I'm just gonna glance back and be like, I think I've seen that before. Nope. Okay, with a 10, it does actually look very similar. Um, you Did you guys figure out what the other one was? A portal? Yeah, we guessed it was a portal. I don't think we got a good good check on it, really. Did okay, we? cool. You you get the sense they look quite similar, but obviously this isn't Joseph's expertise. All right, let's keep going then. Cool. Okay, so I will move you guys to my map for just general Orpheus stuff, if I can find it. There it is. Uh, does anyone want to go shopping or anything, or should we just set out on our dusty uh, trail? Could be worth hitting out the magic shop, since we're in the inner ring. Oh, no. I, we can't go to that. No, we shop. can't go there. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, we've got more towns. Yeah, we've got other towns on the way. Okay. Let's piece off another. Let's another. There are many magical vendors that I can cast fireball. <laughs> nice okay so you guys are i've showed you this map but you are not visiting any shops before you leave the town is that the idea yeah yeah, okay, yeah cool. all right in that case i will move you to this map all right sweet okay so uh tell me the route that you guys would like to take well crouching hills down, i guess yeah down to the crouching hills okay um yeah. No. What's up? I forgot forgot my home. I'm trying to remember my home. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, okay. So the Noxious Thicket yeah. is where no, Abe... Crouching Hills sounds like the right way. Uh, Abe is from the Noxious Thicket. I think... Oh, I gave you guys... Fascinated cool, I... by the attempted castle. Oh, that's mm. awesome. Um, one of you is from Amor's Woods, I think. And one of you is from the Younger Forest. Yeah, I'm from one of those, but I can't remember which. Um, let me see. Yeah, I can't remember which one. It's been so long since we've referenced it. Yeah. Um, oh, no, no. I think... I think um, We're all from forests, so... Mm. No, yeah, which was kind of the thing that maybe brought you guys together. I think Monty's from the Crouching Forest. Uh, Zenerai is from Amora's Woods. And I think... Uh, uh, why, why am I blanking on your name? What's his name? Joseph. Joseph's from the Younger Forest. Okay. Cool. Awesome. So you guys head through the Crouching Hills. Whoever's leading the expedition, give me a survival check. Uh, me, definitely. Cool. 
Um, let's do that. Um, I don't know if we missed a lot of this. Okay. Yeah. With, the, with the seven, you make slow yeah. progress through the oh, crouching. Okay, no, I don't have them. Cool. So you make Sorry. relatively slow progress through these incredibly small foothills and just manage to find a couple of goat trails and things that switch back on themselves and you make slow progress, but that gives you the opportunity to all make a perception check. Oh, goodness Ooh. me. All right. So uh, one more we're missing, Monty. Oh, okay. I'll say oh. Monty, Zenrai, <laughs> and Abe and Joza. Um, yeah, all of you guys rolled really well on your perception checks. Goodness me. Uh, okay. So you all notice as you're spending an exorbitant amount of time in these small foothills, you all notice that, again, I think you noticed this on your very first session when you were walking through this plane accompanying that guy with the bundle on his back that now that you think about it, maybe he mm. was one of the people that Orpheus yeah. is sending out, but he deposited his goods in a shop. How does Orpheus... Anyway, you start to have that thought and start putting pieces together about the weird item economy of this region, not quite knowing everything yet. You notice that these, mount these hills shouldn't really be geographically here. Foothills tend to be just before mountains. And you, you noticed them that first day when you were returning from dispensing with some bugbears. And you realized that these mountains have a weird like anatomy to them almost. They look like a series of fallen, enormous like rock creatures. You notice when you look closely, like one foothill looks like an arm. One foothill looks like a foot. And a long time ago, you presume something must have happened here with enormous rock creatures. And that is where we will end the session. But more than that, you all level up. Yeah. Like never has a level up been more earned than like trying to, <laughs> trying to clear out an entire tower of just deadly shit. Yeah. That was really yeah, cool, I guys. I did not expect that. We were in ropey condition going into that. I was very surprised. <laughs> Yeah, the I fact that he died. the fact that he die. didn't get his acid breath back twice was such a huge help. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> that at one point both of you guys were in the stairwell. It was Monty uh, and yeah. Zenerai, and yeah. I think at one point Joza. So if you guys had stayed there, it would have got all three of you. <laughs> yeah. It just that would have been horrendous. <sighs> we're, just, we're just good at D and D. Yeah, clearly, I I can see that. Um, <laughs> Awesome. We are the party. Really nice work, guys. That was so much fun. So much nice. fun. Nice. And uh, yeah, if you have any questions about your level up in D&D Beyond, just ask me because you guys are getting powerful as hell now. Yes. Where do I find the town? Oh, Is it in Abricotees? Uh, I think the thing I described was called Compelled Jewel, and it would be in spells. So basically, as a paladin, you have access to a certain number of spells. Um, in your class section of your character, there's a sub tab called spells, and that's where you can go to choose new ones and it'll stop you once you've chosen enough. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you have any suggestions or any ideas that we should incorporate, things you want to hear more of, things you would like to hear less of, just let us know at the wrong hands podcast at gmail.com. So T H E W R O N G H A ndspodcast at gmail.com